Rebels, I am Erin Patton, metaphysical master in a millennial age, and it is my life's purpose to guide you and organizations along an enlightened path. So I invite you to sit comfortably and tune in as I welcome you to the Meta Business Millennial, where we get the real conversations you won't get in the boardroom so that we understand this is exactly the path we need to be on in order to grow, evolve, and thrive. All right. Welcome, everyone, to the Meta Business Millennial. I am here with Jasmine Rose, none other than the Jasmine Rose. And she is a brilliant divine feminine leader. She is my personal mentor and, dare I say, friend. And I am so honored and humbled to have you as a guest on my show. So welcome so much, Jasmine, to the Meta Business Millennial podcast. (laughs) Thank you so much. I'm goosebumps listening to you. I'm so happy to be here with you. That's a good sign. That means that we are right in alignment. We are right in spirit. And we're just going to jump right in. And before we jump in, I like to preface it with how I know my guests, because I know so many of you all personally. I actually met Jasmine through my sister friend, through my business partner, Amber Williams, when I was going through a very challenging time in my relationship. She was just like, sis, like I'm doing this Harold's Gamos training. And I'm like, what the fuck is Harold's Gamos? And she's like saying all these words and all these things. And she's like, you need to talk to Jasmine. And so literally I just called her up out the blue. We had an hour long conversation about so many things, so many questions I had, and she was able to answer them all impeccably. And I was like, she's the one to take me to the next level. And so I immediately jumped into her Sophia circle, reading books about what it means to embody divine feminine energy. I worked also with her partner, Max, who will also have on the podcast sooner or later. And it's just been onwards and upwards from there. So I really have to give you your flowers, give you your beautiful, pristine roses right here on the show because you have literally transformed my life. Oh, it's so beautiful to hear. Yeah, that's my joy. And uh, it means a lot coming from you. It's such an honor to be able to be a part of your New Earth Leadership Thank you so much for everything. And now that we've kind of set the table for how we know each other, I really want you to just talk about you and specifically starting as far back as you can remember. I really want to know about your childhood, where you're from, how you grew into who you are today. Then we can kind of go from there in terms of the specifics, but just a little bit of background about yourself would be really great for the listeners. Yeah, I grew up in Georgia. And I guess what would be interesting for you to know is I was born with my psychic centers open, but it really took me decades to really master and hone my spiritual abilities. Since I was a child, I found it to be one of the biggest burdens for most of my life, really, because I ended up spending decades healing from the effects of my spiritual openings. And yeah, I was very overwhelmed with the pain and the suffering that everyone around me was carrying. And I didn't know it at the time, but it was a result of not being able to transmute everyone's stuff 
quick enough. So I was definitely pretty miserable and unhappy uh, because I couldn't, just didn't really understand the full scope of what was going on. And my desire was really to just be successful, confident, high achieving, you know, just to have my ducks in a row mm-hmm. uh, and be a functioning, like happy person. And, but because of the nature of everything I was experiencing and I did understand that it was pain that other people were in denial of, but I also really had this like core belief that something was wrong with me because I was just so sensitive. So this made me think about that when you're like, oh, tell me about, you know, your journey and starting from my childhood. Yeah, I was really sensitive. And I'll tell you a funny story that I think will make Yes, you- I love stories. <laughs> I remember uh, my first day of elementary school, like I woke up because I was super excited because I love learning and I go to school, I find my homeroom teacher and I walk in and I walk right up to her and I say something like, I'm so happy to be here and I can't, I'm so excited, I just can't wait to learn everything that you're going to teach me. And she literally told me to shut up and sit down. Yeah, she did. And so I sit down and I remember like going into this like full body, like compulsion, like crying, like episode. And then, so I don't know about you, but in school, we do this like Pledge of Allegiance and we do some songs (laughs) before we start the day. Yeah, we did that. Yeah, you, you had that, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) America thing. Mm -hmm. If you have listeners from that in the United States. And So for like over a month, like every morning I would come in and we would start that Pledge of Allegiance and I would go into this like crying episode and I couldn't control it. And Mm -hmm. I felt so embarrassed by it. And I basically didn't have any friends. And then if that wasn't worse, she didn't even like address it or paid any attention to like what was going on. I was like completely gaslit. And so I just like for the longest time, I felt like my feelings and my emotions, like how it's processing things were like in the way of my success or like from what I really wanted to, in terms of to feel internally, I would say. So that I would say really took me on a journey of my own mastery. So I spent really decades trying to heal the pain and suffering around me and then also to regulate myself just because I was constantly absorbing the feelings and pains of other people and usually at a quicker rate than I could process, like if it was generational trauma, for example. But I was always motivated for personal growth and evolution. Like I knew I was like capable. And so I always continuously pursued spirituality and the healing arts in one form or another. So I mean, definitely partially for my own well-being and sanity, but also as a career path, I did always know that I was going to have a big impact. So I, I never really lost that and wasn't in touch with that. So yeah, it's interesting to really look back at and just because I feel that New Earth leaders, they all are so capable and so they've accomplished so much. And they're just such wonderful people like yourself that are, are like so driven and caring and generous and really put their best intentions to kind of create a great life that for their own personal happiness and one that will really help others. And so I just continued with pursuing the healing arts, spirituality. I studied Christianity at a private Christian school. 
school. And then I did Asian studies at Furman University and really just continued back to back getting certified in one healing modality after another. So that was my continuing deep dive into the metaphysical uh, journey. And in this process, like I became a health coach and a gyrotonic and yoga instructor, and I trained in theta healing and psyche for subconscious reprogramming, even studied shamanic arts, like clearing to address personal and ancestral trauma. Mm. And then eventually, much later in my life, I did unlock some of my hidden multidimensional light working skills. And then that's kind of the evolution of what I am now. Yeah. And then I'll so yeah, why I train other New Earth leaders as well with uh, uh, claiming their superpowers and stepping into that because I really have found that the bigger your superpowers in some degree, like the kind of the more hell or the kind of trauma you experience on the way to get there. So it's really interesting to see just all of a sudden you're like, why can I not to like move forward? Like what's wrong with me? You might think at some point in your life, because you know, you're doing your best, you know, you're an intelligent woman and you're like, how am I in this mess? <laughs> yes, trust me. I understand that. I understand that. And speaking to that, I would love love for you to speak to a specific story. Like I love that you shared that story, first of all, about your childhood. Thank you so much for sharing that because there's so many of us that had traumatizing experiences, not only like in school, but in the home where our emotions were just ignored at best. You know what I'm saying? If not completely shut out or shut down like your teacher did to you. And is there a catalytic moment that you can speak to that really solidified like, you know what, Jasmine, I'm going to be a metaphysical leader. I'm going to be a spiritual leader. And I, this path is for me because I believe that there are a lot of people out there, especially a lot of my listeners, our listeners, your followers who tote the line, like they're seeing that they're waking up. They're seeing that there's this veil that's covering them and or they're standing in their way, as you mentioned, of, of really fully reaching their potential. What was that moment for you that you were like, you know what, it's this way or I can't even make it anymore? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I can preface this that my big dream in life was always to be in an amazing relationship and create a global business like with my person, like my future romantic I relationship. I feel that 100%. <laughs> Yeah, and I had been in a number of relationships before and but the first time I really fell in love and found a boyfriend that seemed to understand like me psychically at least or I was like advanced enough to be in the depths of some of my psychic experiences and spiritual gifts. Let me tell you, it was so disastrous. I gotta like <laughs> get into this like of course. it's really, I, <laughs> laugh about it now, but I literally got beat up. Like I've been beaten up by it. I'm laughing about it because like, you can only laugh at this point. Yeah, like, I understand. Yeah. And this person did not hold back when it came to inflicting psychological, spiritual, emotional, physical abuse, like you name it. And it's kind of a little childish and, and pathetic, but it, you know, I have a point to this because it really ties in understanding the feminine, but I really loved him and my mindset was set on just figuring how, out how to support this person to like stop hurting me so that we could get on with like healing the world together. That was like my like scope. I really like my beliefs or my mindset was like love conquers it all. I'm a dedicated and determined person. I could figure this out. You know, I almost even really felt like this was like a 
just a way to refine something because it was it is some, something that's interesting and all the nuances of healing on you know spiritual level, psychic, emotional landscapes, uh, mental, physical. So really believed in myself and really like knew I'd eventually <laughs> went in love. So just my perception, I guess, is interesting that, yeah, I was just like, this is a, my opportunity to refine my healing and spiritual gifts and master the total process of coming in, into wholeness. And I really never felt like a victim, even though I was suffering so much. Ooh. Definitely. I did yeah, I really did it. Like I had no concept. I just did like, I wanted to change like him to stop hurting me. But I didn't feel like a victim. It was only like way after that I actually had to like understand that that's a truth on some level, like integrate one level of truth, but right. it was not my feeling. And basically just asking, I did have this eventually hit this breaking point because I forgave him for unfathomable atrocities. And then that was in addition to, I turned down a big career opportunity I had in LA and I bought a house like across the country (laughs) in hopes if we built like a home life together, it would keep him from like cheating on me again. That's where I was at. Mm -hmm. And I remember my breaking point was like the same night that I closed on the house, like he picked a fight with me and he left and he didn't come back to the next day. And so when he came back, I was like completely devastated and just like it was too much accumulated. And I really like lost my shit. I was like shaking uh, again um, in grief and anger and like Uh screaming. I definitely got some good pushes in. I just was going through so much internal like torture and just couldn't take the pain anymore. It was really awful, like devastating, like probably like my lowest low. And then, so I'm calling him out on all this stuff and he grabs me by the hair and slams like my head like into the tile floor. And I just like shut up. I actually did shut up at that point And I just like kind of like part of me kind of like was crushed or like I kind of gave up because like, I don't know, when it gets to that level, it's different, you know, and it just really dawned that I've been living in this perpetual like terror for like mm, too long. Yes. Yeah. It was like, it was insanity. And then I was so weakened by the trauma. It's really all I could do was like move one step at a time. Yes. I barely had the energy to like recover myself, but I, I always did my best to work on my own personal growth and development and just put myself like back together piece by piece after, you know, it was like years of soul destroying like setbacks, but you know, it was something I was also cultivating. So I did have the tools to put myself back together. So that was kind of like my lowest low, but like a few months later, like from that big incident, I had a, a client that told me about this other healer and I intuitively knew that this person could help me. And, and there was this event that he was facilitating with a couple other healers. And so I go and in the middle of his sound journey, I had a very particular like activation that I experienced. It's difficult to put into words, but it was, uh, it felt like fire spinning up through my central vertical column. It was very interesting. It was a rush, but I had a lot of visuals with it. And psychically, I did, could tell that this was somebody, you know, and this person could help me. And uh, we talked for a little bit and, you know, I knew I needed to work with him. And I scheduled a session with him and I think I'll really like where this is going. And we met at this exotic, magical, like forest up in Sarasota. And 
you know, I was actually really excited, filled with anticipation. Like my energy was like bouncy. I had like a pep in my step. And, <laughs> you know, I just felt really like close to solution that I was looking for and that I was kind of seeking on some level. And, but in my mind, I literally thought like, oh, maybe this advanced healer plus myself would be enough to have like a breakthrough in this deplorable relationship. Cause I just love the person. And I just, I didn't think about anything else, you know, cause I just love the person so much. Mm. And that somehow, like if that combination would just make up for like all the suffering and torment that I butt myself in in the name of love. Oh, wow. So yeah, that was like really my, <laughs> how uh, my real experience of like what I was going through. And I remember sitting in front of him and he begins like talking and his voice just fades in the background. Like almost, I don't know if you ever had a similar experience where like you're, but it wasn't just fading in the background. I like went into this full blown like vision mm. and I always have different visions and, and, you know, I'm psychically open and I, and I do a bunch of healing work, but it was, was different, be, which I'll explain in a second, like why, but I it was just taken in this full blown vision and it was really hard to accept the vision because like it sounds funny because I experienced like all the renowned Ascended Masters, some which I had worked for for a while and others I didn't know. Uh, so, I mean, Jesus, Mary Magdalene, Guanyin, like anyone that was anyone in terms of advanced light being uh, like in this type of celebration, but it was like worship of this encounter or this moment in time between where we met this healer and I met and I could feel how big of a deal, like what a huge impact that it meant across time and space. It was very surreal and just like celebrating this union. And, you know, I am very familiar with my psychic landscape, you know, I've trained in it, but I did feel (laughs) a little embarrassed, like almost like wanting to dismiss it because I'm like, oh, this must be what spiritual ego is. Mm. So I was not, it was so grandiose. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, that same question of like, oh my gosh, is there something wrong with me? Like, should I like, do I need to question my sanity? And because like, if you can imagine, it's like all these high level beings, like worshiping like me and this person together. And uh, I didn't know anything about him, except that he was a heel. I mean, I could tell psychically enough information. But really, I was still thinking, but this person isn't even my boyfriend. <laughs> what, what is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was definitely a little bit confused. And that like really led into... I guess a journey, another journey of some of several other big spiritual visions that I had, and which would be a whole different journey of my understanding of, of divine union relationships with mm. this uh, man. So as that integrated, when I was like, okay, very clear, like who I am, like accepting, owning that in a different way, and also, I'll tell you, I had this profound understanding that divine union relationships are the key to the future of mankind. Yes. So yeah, they really are. So I would say that when I was claiming my own role into that as a counterpart really started after 
I was in union. So, I mean, I definitely wanted to help a lot of other people before, but it like when you said, oh, when were you like, no, this is like for me to do, I'm owning being like a, a spiritual leader, divine feminine leader and really own my spiritual mentorship role in a big way. And it, it's so mind blowing because what that really means about divine unions and that process, which you do experience within you, like you can experience it before you're in relationship, but you also can be in relationship and upgrade into that divine union template. But basically what's so fascinating is that it means like being in an incredible, like awesome, like juicy, like sexy relationship, like whatever your fantasies are, that that's actually how we're going to save mankind. Yes. Come on now. (laughs) I love that. (laughs) Yeah, it was so mind blowing. (laughs) Because let me explain to you how this it's basically when an individual can harmonize enough polarity within themselves, which is kind of what I was going through with my boyfriend at the time, like through those deplorable situations. Now, I don't think anyone should choose to do that. Like that was my higher, there's a higher reason that I went through that. And it really can collapse so that women don't have to get into any kind of toxic relationship. Because if you go through the proper inner work and divine feminine mastery process, you end up harmonizing enough polarity within you. And then you do qualify to have a purposeful, polarized, intimate relationship. And this is a signature of what a divine union is. Yes. And it really is something that can transform entire worlds. Like, yes. we understand, yeah, it's like these beautiful, healthy, purposeful relationships. They are, when they're in a divine union template, they are bringing masculine and feminine into harmony and balance, like between a man and a woman. It's so profound, these two fundamental qualities of the universe uh, coming together and co-creation and harmony and it's what's going to shape the world in this next phase new paradigm that we're (laughs) starting yeah it's pretty amazing I just gotta snap on that because I don't know anybody that does that would not resonate with because if we look at our familial structures if we look at our life structures what's at the core what do always people always talk about my parents got divorced or my family it's always about the relationship that was always toxic and traumatizing that created toxicity and trauma within us and it seems really simple but it also seems very logical that the key to healing would be to have healthy loving relationships just two people getting along Like, why is that so hard? And obviously there's so many agendas. We can get all into that if we want to, but it's really been a challenge. And and I have to also just say that your story of abuse, the psychic, the emotional, the physical and relationship in pursuit of a purpose, I also experienced that multiple times over too. Like really just wanting to pour into someone because I also believe in like doing business together, healing together, growing together yet I never conceived it to the level that you just articulated it now. And that's why I'm just over here screaming and hollering because it resonates with my soul. So I don't know if you are willing to share, but who was this gentleman that you were visioning that did this healing for you? Who was this person? Yeah, this, <laughs> this person. 
Um, the healer in front of me is my divine union, and I'm in relationship with him now. So um, Aaron knows knows him well. His name is Maximus Light, and uh, it'll be very interesting when you guys get to to experience uh, him as well. He's wonderful. <laughs> That's amazing. I didn't even know that story. So thank you so much for sharing that. And continuing with that, you know, you guys met. And I would love and also listeners to understand, because this is a meta business millennial, it's about the business of metaphysics. How did you guys, you know, if it was a transition or if it was an intentional conversation about first you going into this business in you for yourself and then as a couple. So that's like a two part question, because obviously you had to decide this is what I want to do as a career path, which in and of itself is challenging. And then to do that in partnership, could you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah. Uh, so in understanding the feminine masculine relationship, I think to really help to explain this, I do need to go a little bit back when you're like, oh, why can't people like get along? Why are we not getting along? Why is there yes. so much collective dysfunction? So when I was sharing, like, I guess, like the sensitivity, right, the emotions and feelings, we have these feelings and we were shut down at some point. I think everybody experiences that or they're either infiltrated about it. So then they shut themselves down. So we don't actually know how to have a right relationship with our feminine masculine. We don't even like necessarily know who we are. You might know some aspect of us, but conditioning like everything we're going through. And then so we don't even know how to relate with those parts of us and how we're going to relate with other people and in relationships. That so, part. Yeah, it goes so deep. Yeah. And it really, really does. And, and relationships can really like, it can show you that. So when I started the series of those visions, like I was understanding how masterfully that this man was carrying divine masculine codes. And so when that's there, it means like a person can hold the container for a woman like in all her glory. And <laughs> for my case, in the beginning, it was holding the container for all my misery. <laughs> <laughs> But still, it was a safe, protected container and actually had way more unlockings from that experience uh, where it's different abilities I had from my soul, like across time and space. And they're able to come through. And that's why I'm able to do what I do, like a potent way, like helping new earth leaders like actualize, activate, bring into form their divine potential. And I'm sharing this because... In that process, I don't feel like less than or anything. Like we're always still learning together. I will share what my desires are or my dreams or what I would like or what I'm seeing psychically. He'll say his as well. And there's always a meeting that comes together where it's an honoring of everybody. And it's also very purposeful aligned with uh, the divine will. So it definitely evolved because of these new visions that would happen that were accelerating from the union. So it's, we got a whole separate 
like template around our work together. So I didn't have access to the fullness of that before. I mean, it was my dream to do a big business in that sense, but it's really, it gets downloaded and he has his piece. I have my piece and there's this moment to moment understanding and with our dedication to serve of like how this is supposed to be brought to others. Did that answer your question? Was that what you were asking? Yeah, absolutely. And specifically like for you, like, the nuts and bolts, the strategy of it. You know you have to pay bills. You know you need to take care of yourself and you are a healer. But you, I guess you've been doing this already for some time. But talk about that journey because obviously you went to a proper university. You studied in a more traditional way, which most of, like you said, Americans, we were conditioned to kind of go through that path to be successful, high achieving. So when you decided to make that shift into the business of healing, What did that look like for you? How did that feel like for you? Yeah, I spend a lot of time working for other healers or different, I guess, I want to say quite organizations, but let's say healing businesses. So they would have lots of different people on staff. So I did really understand the business aspects of it. And then at a certain point, actually, while I was still in the other relationship, I was already really on my own entrepreneur journey of having my own offerings and combining everything, amalgamating, synthesizing uh, my work. But I guess the transition with that was like, there's whole new programs. And in that business from how we have it set up now from being in union that got birthed and synthesized and really codified and distilled in a different way. So I would say that it was, I did do a minor, which I didn't finish. I was like, I was a double major with an, at Furman University. So I did do some business. I didn't, I ended up just getting my Asian studies degree and not finishing uh, the business, but I always had the, the desire eventually with entrepreneurship to, that was the way to do it. You have to still take the business aspect it's important. It's like there's a whole to be able to reach people to be able to have impact that that's those are all healthy, good skills to learn. That makes a lot of sense. And and it seems like for you, a lot of what you offer now came out of just downloads, just channeling, integrating with your divine union partner and seeing like, how can we bring what we know and what we embody to the world in a packaged way. And essentially that's what y'all do very, very well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think you explained it kind of better than I did. Yeah, it it was downloads. And I guess what's interesting I was trying to explain is like with the divine masculine like codings, when you are in union, it's just a completely different experience of what happens in terms of what I was integrating in terms of a different embodiment level that happens. So then it did change in terms of the, I don't want to say just quality, but I had different, it's like you get to a new level and you're given more, like you access more like superpowers and gifts and then you can serve on that that bigger level. But like we create a lot of different programs. Like one of them is Becoming the Goddess Embodied is a divine feminine mastery uh, course that's where I was able to distill lifetimes of healing transformations because of the union I was with. So allowed me to integrate very quickly why I chose 
everything experienced before with that the plural situation, but really to map out how to help uh, new earth leaders essentially fully embody their divinity so that their feminine essence is happy, safe, healthy in their bodies on this planet, like without like dimming or diminishing their unique soul essence beauty. And basically, it did change a little bit because there's no way anyone, well, if in Divine Feminine Master, you will avoid ever getting into any kind of dysfunctional, abusive, like toxic relationship. Okay, even though we see so many women doing this all day long, you know, it's a little bit different for what I pre-chose to experience, but in terms of understanding and mapping out the types of dysfunction, but new earth leader women, like we can't afford anymore to go through any of that, like we're energized. You know, we need to move through like the, the initiations like quicker. So a lot of the evolution with our business together is I do my part, which is kind of clearing the the ancestral trauma, helping to integrate embodiment levels for new unlockings to happen. And Max has his level of transmission and aspect of teaching, ascension teachings, but it's really complete in the sense that it has both the the divine masculine and divine feminine components uh, within it which have to be mastered, understood for really stepping into the totality of what new earth leaders can be. Does that make sense? Yes. And I would love for you, because I understand, because I've been studying with you for a while now, please speak more to the listeners about what new earth leadership means and what is the new earth? I define new earth leaders as souls who are willing to serve the planet through their interest in personal growth and evolution. And they're typically advanced souls, but sometimes you wouldn't know it necessarily, meaning because if you don't know how to do it here on earth, or it just kind of depends. But usually you'll know because you're a new earth leader, or like you might not even know you're a new earth leader, but you will feel to some degree different than the people around you in general. And you will have this deep knowing that you have a legacy purpose to fulfill. Mm -hmm. It'll drive you on some level. Mm -hmm. And because you do know that you're capable, like you do know you're awesome at some level or that, you know, you're committed and that you do want to create something grand or accomplish something really grand in your life. And I think I mentioned this, but if I haven't mentioned this, like new earth leaders, like they often undergo very difficult and traumatic experiences in their lives. So what I was sharing, you shared that you just go through, it's like one will after another and you're like, geez, like what's wrong with me? I mean, that's like the only belief, like, <laughs> you know, like I was thinking, I definitely had that belief at many different times in my life and, or that thought, but on a soul level, like when I see it from a higher perspective, like as with my psychic gifts and because I do a lot of channeling work, I see that their soul knows that there would be a time where they came into greater embodiment and they would be suited to help the masses, like large numbers of people that are already following them or will be following them. So what challenges they overcame was important to understand the degrees of the human condition and to transmute on some level. Because in embodiment, we do alchemize and transmute the, the suffering of the ages. 
So that's what a new earth leader is. Now, there's so many different walks of life that you could be in. And sometimes you're not even aware of the psychic landscape, meaning if your soul's already giving you a drive forward, you might not have integrated understanding and consciousness of that. You're just trying to live your best life and and pursue uh, your next steps. But there will be a time where I don't want to say like you hit rock bottom like I did, but it, it there is a specific type of kind of awakening moment where you have to seek something different than what is typically like offered in the mass of spirituality and evolution. And so that's really one piece that I understood from the development of the business that we created like with my union because like the awakening process could be very different in terms of the psychic landscape it's like you're just don't live without awareness until it's time and then you will be guided to either an ascension guide or you'll go through this process of divine feminine mastery and there's three key areas to that completion of, of preparing for new earth leadership. And I guess I just wanted to say, go into that. But also the reason I'm saying all this is like a lot of people don't realize they, they are new earth leaders, but they are like, cause they're still in this, like not feeling confident. Cause they're like, why is some aspect of my life like total shit? You know, I accomplish, you know, I work hard. I'm dedicated. What the fuck, right? So there is this type of foundation for the new earth that has to be created. And that's why I'm all about the embodiment, because you have to go through psychic development training, like even if you're necessarily like an offering, but it's like an aspect of understanding, like what is and understanding this, this world, this reality, Uh, there is a degree of cultivating energetics of embodiment, and then understanding like soul level strategic approaches to your particular uh, new earth leadership. So there's a lot to it. And it's interesting, like the embodiment piece is so crucial, because when you get to that, it's like you are vibrating and embodying heaven on earth, a different type of consciousness that can come into form. So that ties into what you're saying. What is a new earth? Like, well, we know it's a state of super abundance. We know it's awesome and we get glimpses of it, but we're still in our new earth leadership path in general. We're still harmonizing, getting into those states and still pulling it through our own embodiment. And that is the initiation stages that I take my clients on or take new earth leaders on because there is, there's many layers that to create that foundation in terms of the, what I was saying, the psychic development training and then understanding like what's going on. And there's always deeper levels of healing and integration for that embodiment to come online. And I would say it's really like your inner child and your feminine masculine aspects across timelines. They actually are evolving too. And then we're stabilizing at a node and, and can embody a soul level and above like of who we are. And so it's not, we can't be like, I guess, not integrated with these parts that make up who we are multidimensionally. So it's like people, you could really diminish it is my point, I guess. Like I was saying, like understanding the landscape of your feeling emotions, understanding what that's communicating, getting through like coding and programming, just really understanding all of that so that you are fully in that power of your divinity and then claiming your personal heaven on earth and creating it in a big way. So I don't know exactly 
like the ins and outs of how it's going to look, but I know it's going to be super awesome. And as more, more New Earth leaders like go through that mastery process, like divine human mastery first and are in and come into union, we have enough polarity where I guess we're going to see together <laughs> uh, what the New Earth is and looks like. So <laughs> thank you so much for that beautiful explanation. And I know that, of course, our listeners that want to go on this new earth leadership path can, of course, work with you. And so I want you to talk a little bit about what that work looks like with you, because obviously I know, but I would love for you to try to just explain a little bit to them what it looks like. And then for those that may not be quite ready to work with you, and they feel that calling that you talk about, like that I'm different. Like I want to be, you know, I want to be in divine union. I want to be, what can they start doing now to prepare themselves? So that's kind of like a two-part question, but really want to know about working with you. And then if not with you on their own, like what can they be doing on their own? Okay. Let me see what is best to say. Maybe I'll start with what they can do um, on their own. Mm-hmm. I would say on their own, So taking a feminine approach to meditation or relaxation, uh, really giving yourself the time, have conversations with different aspects of you. So to get to know who you are and what, like you have to cultivate a little bit of that space for yourself to start addressing different parts of who you are because Mm. you've got to know your center, your power. And that's something that is, as a journey with yourself and, and with God. So we are accelerating that or we can in mentorship work, but you want to still take time to really get to know yourself on different aspects of you, like your inner child, like exploring what's my masculine feel like? What's my feminine feel like? Journal about it. Like what is real and authentic for you? What do you know? What do you not know? But what is your experience? of who you are, for example. And then what do you, what do you want? Like exploring that and even understanding the nuances, I would say in different feelings of what makes up you. And then also prayer always works, like having prayerful intention to understand and also to connect with your soul. I think that if you make that like an orientation for like, seven days or even a week and you're like, I'm going to connect in and spend time with that intention to understand who I am like on a soul level and writing that and getting to know the different aspects of who you are, you're going to start coming back into uh, your center point. You're going to, I guess, really stabilize in a different level and you want to act and trust then your next steps of what, where you are, acceptance of where you are right now, and then honor those aspects of you like, okay, what's appropriate for me? Getting clear on that, you know, without comparing yourself (laughs) to other people, but just get to know, okay, this is honoring me to do this way or this next step, or no, that doesn't interest me. Like, I don't want to know all that. And then you might hear another voice like, is that good for you? Well, you'll come to an understanding within you and then you can move forward with your energy in a whole way. So you don't have to rush. I would say you don't have to rush the process or get too like overwhelmed. Really, if I guess a wisdom piece of like, when you go into journaling, you can understand that if there is negativity or some you're overwhelmed or anything like that is usually a buildup of generational trauma. Mm-hmm. It's not 
real, you know, like don't necessarily see it as real. I'm not telling you to gaslight yourself, but just see if you can go deeper and explore from your soul and let your soul help you to have those conversations with different parts of yourself. Yeah. Like your higher self, your inner child, your feminine and masculine. Yes. And real. Just, just journal around that would be very, very powerful. The way that you can start understanding yourself and feel more secure with how then you're perceiving the world as you're getting to know know yourself in a deeper way. I love that. Uh, really, really taught that. You know, I don't think we take enough time to allow that uniqueness to blossom, and that has to do with the whole piece I was telling you about. Without divine masculine consciousness really integrated it's like we don't get to explore emotions and feelings you know most healing arts like they're telling you to regulate it but you never go deep enough to understand what it is and why it's just you're just trying to to get it down yeah (laughs) shut it up yeah Mm -hmm. and so it is a little bit like a pandora's box and i don't want to how do i say this i don't want to scare anyone or make anyone think that, oh, you know, I shouldn't do that. It's very rewarding. uh, But there is definitely like if you explore your soul, your soul most likely cultivate a situation for you to go on this journey. And then and then you would know maybe you go in small pieces, but it is a little bit like opening a Pandora's box. But if you're built for like, you know, you're already high achieving and you've gone through so much already, you're like, well, what is there to lose? (laughs) It's really just you're going to love everything. It's not like that. You know, I I want everybody to always feel like they're coming to that choice within them feeling like, no, I do want to explore this. This is right, a right next step for me, for example. So I do offer uh, my my partner, Maximus Light, and I, we do offer uh, a lot of one-on-one really intensive VIP spiritual mentorship, but we also have different programs that can help you feel and understand some of this material that uh, you will be able to implement pretty much right away in your lives, like around like becoming the goddess embodied is all around mastering the energetics, understanding your psych, the psychic landscape internally and in the world, and then understanding your personal uh, strategy from a soul level. Because when I said not comparing, it's like, well, there's still an appropriate way for you. And there's a creative aspect of co-creation that it's very interesting, meaning like there are fundamentals we have to hit, but there is this, this creative process at a certain level in divine feminine mastery. It's like, you're just unstoppable because you're just clear, like everything is connected and you really own it. It's embodied for you and you get to really run with that. And I think even if you aren't aware of that, it is the ultimate driving force because it's soul evolution. So all mm. of this work, it leads to soul evolution. I mean, mm-hmm. everything is that way fundamentally in this world, but any of our programs or any of our private mentorship work is just accelerating that. Cause if you go through the acceleration, it gets you to everything you want. It's like on the hierarchy of needs. It's like, you're going to be the greater fulfillment of your destiny of being able to be all of you because it's so weird that we aren't all of us. Like yeah. you may even hear people say, oh, be authentically you. But like what your default is, is usually not authentic. You don't even know that because you don't even know anything about your soul. You don't even know anything about your spiritual body. You're just like, yeah, it's like, it's crazy if you really think about it. Right. So we really create a safe environment to go through that uh, spiritual journey and in a safe way that like fits in with your life so that you can 
I guess, but all the pieces, because it really is budding pieces of yourself like back together in many ways, but it's just more of you and more encompassing. And there's a lot of really beautiful lessons that God built into it because that was going to prepare us for, for New Earth leadership and doing this all together and understanding these profound truths about <laughs> heaven on earth and where we're going and, and who we are and, and what we're capable of. I love, love, love to hear this because this is literally exactly what I've been talking to actually my clients about more recently is taking a more feminine approach to healing. And I never used that attribution. I just talked about acknowledging, noticing, naming, nurturing, and not even understanding that that was the feminine aspect and being able to speak over yourself notice what you're going through, having that observer consciousness, that is a feminine approach. So thank you so much for giving us a real designation around what some of this work is, because I know for a lot of men out there, they are very unaware about what it means to embody their feminine aspects. And so even those that are more conscious are willing to even be open to what that means, yet we don't even know what that takes. And so being able to just even call it this feminine approach to to meditation, a feminine approach to, to being with yourself is very important for men and for women, and especially for men who are living in such a masculine dominated society. I always tell people I was the best man in the woman body. Like I was so masculine in embodied. And so to now be able to use that feminine energy, utilize that feminine energy, being able to receive all that I've been called to do is definitely a part of that feminine aspect. So thank you so much for that clarification. Yeah, it's part of getting to next level power. You can't have, can't exist or act powerfully in New Earth leadership without feminine and masculine. And I guess I can share, maybe this would be helpful for the men. It's the orientation should be on being in touch with the feminine. But the problem is because of our upbringings and because these two fundamental pieces of what make up our world are so messed up, like the feminine masculine, most women will either suppress their femininity or they use it to control and manipulate. And then so men are just like, they don't even know it. It's like they're kind of lost too, or maybe they've had bad experiences. And so they're out of touch with what is the feminine because maybe their experience of the feminine is a little bit all over the place as well. Yeah, yep. That's generally the case. Yeah, with with men, there has to be purpose and and direction. But when you're getting into divine masculine and like stepping into king type consciousness or what this type of full potential as a man, it's going to you, you have to be in touch with the feminine because it's actually you're meant to care for and nurture it. Of course, we do that within ourselves too. Like as a woman, as we build that divine masculine architecture or upgrade our masculine into divine masculine, but it's to allow the blossoming of all the gifts of the feminine because you get to receive the blessings of that. And it's so delicate and it ties right into that story I was talking about about my childhood. It's It's so like... It's so delicate, you know, so if you're in touch with it, then you get to learn how to care for it differently. But we don't even know how to care for ourselves, right? Because we don't know how to care for our feminine at all. Because yeah. like, like, we're like, something's wrong with it. We got to repress it. We got to be so tough. We got to be so hard. Yeah. Yeah. So like the, the full 
potential of the feminine, we don't know what that's going to look like yet, but it's magical and it's amazing. And the men are going to be blessed by it. We're going to work in harmony. That's going to be part of the, the new earth. And, you know, I think men can also explore uh, safely uh, of like attuning to the feminine and then being also able to identify and understand that a lot of unhealthy behavior just it's just trauma and, and toxic dysfunction and and then really exploring what's the truth behind it and like even exploring themselves like oh I have a feminine aspect to me too <laughs> getting in touch with that so knowing how to care for like you said yeah not that their polarity will be more purpose and, and more uh, direction and cultivating like a different even with meditation, it's like more penetrative how they do things. It won't be so much about these qualities of the feminine, like, you know, it's about more expression. They might still some act with that, but if they're in right relationship and balance within them, that that's also going to reflect in the relationships or polarize the relationship to be more in that balance. Yeah. And that's like a whole separate journey of like 5D intimacy and, and how we, all the different parts of, of what makes that possible. But yeah, we maybe we can get into it on a on a separate. <laughs> Come on, we need um, a part two. There we go. We need a part two for Jasmine Rose and Aaron Patton. So I want to first of all thank you so much for offering your time, your wisdom, your brilliance to this podcast because today was absolutely amazing. And I would love for you to share with listeners how they can better get in touch with you, book a session with you, follow you. Please go ahead and, and share that with the listeners. Thanks, Erin. Yeah, you can check me out and go to my website, Jasmine Kaiser Rose. So J-A-S-M-I-N-E-K-A-I-S-A Rose, R-O-S-E dot com. And there's ways that you can send me a message or apply for mentorship or check out some of the programs that I have going on right now. I'd love to hear from you. And thanks for letting me share that, Erin. It yes. was like so fun to like get into all this with you. Yes. It could be a difficult topic to talk about, but I hope that, yeah, that everyone could could resonate to some degree and feel inspired and hopeful of, of the possibilities of what we're stepping into. And, you know, it's available for everybody. It's not, yeah, it really is. That's the, the beauty of it. It's just, it's hard when we're in the isolated place of not understanding what's going on, you know, in the world and with ourselves. So exactly why we do this work. Yes. Exactly <laughs> why. <laughs> and we've had so much fun together and we're just getting started and we want more of that in the world for sure. Definitely. Well, I love you so much. Thank you for being here. Thank you listeners for joining the Meta Business Millennial Podcast. Check out our next episode. I'm sure it's going to be great, but definitely share, rate, and review this one because it was off the chain. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Thanks, Sarah. I love you too. Did you really love this episode of the Meta Business Millennial Podcast? Well, I am honored and I appreciate you subscribing, leaving a review and sharing it with your friends because your feedback allows us to co-create more enlightened conversations. And if you're interested in growing your soul now, head over to my website, AaronPatton.com to find all the show notes, links and free resources to get your energy activated today. In the meantime, Stay bright, my friends. Much love and light. Peace.